This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. It's fight week, UFC 245. I was very unsure of the number last podcast. UFC 245. It is Saturday. (sighs) Couldn't be more fired up for it. Couldn't be more fired up for it. I got a a dose of the embeddeds, the uh, UFC countdown before I hopped on here. So I am rearing to go. Insane card. Um, Love the main card. Prelim card. There's some really good fights. Probably I have taken three weeks off. I, I gambled a little bit on the DC card, but I mean, kind of, you know, Christmas time, you know, I want a million things. So I'm trying to save some stuff for that. I'm trying to turn my garage into a gym and then obviously got to get the baby something. So I uh, didn't want to go crazy with the money on DC because I didn't love the DC card. Probably a bad mistake because we'll go over that and I actually picked really well. However, I'm probably going to gamble and bet on every single UFC 245 fight. Almost every single one. Um, I, I've looked at the card, obviously, pretty thoroughly. Devin and I are going to uh, do the podcast on Wednesday. We'll pick that Wednesday. That'll be out for you Friday. But uh, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to bet every fight. Am I going to win every fight? Probably not. Probably not. But I'm going to bet every fight. And, and in my mind, I'm going to win. So big pay-per-view, three title fights, a lot of stars, a lot of up-and-coming guys, guys who, who uh, casual fans are. I, I, you know, a lot of casual fans don't like being called casual fans. But, I mean, I mean, there's no other word to say it. You know, people who... Maybe don't know, you know, these really up and coming guys are like, you know, who's Petra Jan? I know you, Ryan Faber. Who's Patrick? You know, guys like that. Um, it's a, it's a good card. We're gonna preview it a little bit because I said we're gonna have a whole podcast dedicated dedicated to it. Devin, uh, this podcast can be a little short and sweet, or try to be. You know how I get going, guys. You know how I get going. Uh, we're gonna recap DC, which was a pretty good card. Uh, I fell asleep right off the bat. I fell asleep. Uh, I was so, t- for some reason, exhausted. I woke up early Saturday morning at 6 a.m., whatever. Wife was, wife worked, but wife worked till like mid-afternoon. I stayed up with the baby all day, bored out of my mind. All I wanted to do was do workout, but I couldn't really do it because I was with her. I probably could have found a way because it's in the garage. It's a little cold. You know, there's some stuff down there that she can get into if I'm, you know, too concentrated on the fucking bag. I almost dropped her off at my parents' house just to get a little break to work out and go pick her back up. I felt like a bad dad if I did that. So I just sat there bored. And then uh couldn't sleep, couldn't nap, whatever. She napped, I couldn't. Then the Ruiz fight came on and then the paper or excuse me, the DC came on and then by like 8:30 after dinner I'm like I'm wiped. I'm an old man, I'm ready to fall asleep. Nine main card, yeah, main card started at 9. Uh I fell asleep what right before the Strew fight, right? Is that the last fight I saw? Let me look at the pay card here. Nope, right before the Aspenland fight. Last fight I saw was Stamen. So, good for me. But other than that, uh, you know, it's Monday. We're recording early. I like it. We're recording early. Sunday, put up the tree with the little one. Uh, obviously, this is her third Christmas, technically. She's two and a half. She was a couple months old for first Christmas. She had the flu. Doesn't remember it last year. Uh, you know, she was, she, was, she was excited last year. But this year, she, like, hung up the tree. She put on the ornaments. Like, it was, it was like, a big deal. And it was, uh, I'm a big Christmas guy, right? Don't really care about any other holidays besides Christmas. Um and uh it was awesome to see i'm a big tree guy too my parents took down a tree see you know if you're in the car with little ones right now this is where i would say earmuffs because i had two older sisters and i was the first one to find out that that 
one sister, middle sister is about a year and a half older than me. And then my oldest sister is about six years older than me. And I found out before them that there was no Santa Claus. My oldest sister was 12 when she found out. 12 or 11 when she was like, no, there's no Santa, really? I was five. Uh, and I'm not, that's not, I'm not kidding. I was five years old. Um, and I would literally set out the presents with my parents when my sisters went to bed. Because I was like, I want to. Where, where, I was so intrigued. Like, where do you hide these at? What's going on? You're saying that was, uh, and I wasn't devastated by it. I just, you know, I just, I just rode with it. But um, they stopped taking the tree now. When I was like nine or ten, they're like, well, you don't believe in Santa. You know, it's us. Do we really need a tree? Devastated. I love a tree. So the wife, uh, the wife's a big tree gal as well. So we put that up on Sunday while we watch my Bengals lose. At this point, I want them to lose. You know, Joe Blow for Burrow or whatever it says. I want Joey Burrow. Looks exactly like Macaulay Culkin. But that's a different podcast, different time. Get back fight. We got to go about fight. Um, so usually I do a little personal. Is there anything I want to say? Um, nope. Right? No, I guess that's it, right? So let's go UFC DC. It was this past weekend. Um, entertaining card. A lot of people on Twitter were like, it's so much better when there's three weeks between UFC fights. Uh, no, I like back-to-back weeks. I like every week, obviously, but I can understand maybe a, a week or here, but three weeks is too long, too long. Um, people were praising this card. There were some very, very good fights. Rob Font, Ricky Smith was a great fight. There's some really impressive performances, but no, it wasn't by far the best UFC fight. It's tricking people's brain. It's like if you don't eat for three weeks and then you eat fucking a, a bit of honey, it's not the best candy in the world, but you're just so goddamn hungry, you're probably going to taste the best. That's kind of what this was, right? Let's let's everyone hold your takes on the three-week breaks and, you know, this is, you know, relax, okay? This was a, this was a Triscuit before the, the main the main course come this weekend. So um, I went eight and two on my picks, two fights and then a draw, um, which I thought the stamina fight, I had I had Yadong, but uh, I thought the stamina fight obviously went to stamina. But that was a draw. I went eight and two. Not too bad. Um, we'll kick it off first by night, Trevor Smith versus... Makaman Muradov. I'm pronouncing this guy's name completely wrong. Um, Trevor Smith did exactly what I thought he was gonna do. He didn't wrestle as much, but Makamev looked great, looked slick on his feet. He's a Mayweather guy. I forgot about that. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. I knew that, and I didn't talk about it, and I get mad about it. I got mad at myself. Um, he looked really good. He looked really flowy. Um, his striking looked really loose. Um, which is what you love. He didn't look like he pulled any punches. He wasn't, I mean, he's throwing power shots, but it didn't look like he was throwing power shots. Um, he looked really good. I really, really was impressed by him. He's 2 0 in the UFC now. You match him up right with some really good strikers and other people that are going to stand up. I think he's really good to shine. Um, obviously, there's a big question mark with his grappling. Trevor Smith did not want to grapple this fight for some reason. Probably because he thought he was going to get tired. Uh, got slept by a beautiful knockout. Slapped DC. Uh, literally wrote good night on the Telestrator and uh, kind of roasted Trevor Smith there. Hopefully, this is the last time we see Trevor Smith in the UFC. I don't know how this guy has a job still. Um, but Magomed, if I'm pronouncing his name right, Mahmud, Mahmud, excuse me, Mahmud, uh, Mahmud looked uh, fantastic. So one of my under- next fight, one of my underdog plays, Mallory Martin over Vima. Got him wrong. Mallory Martin got smoked. Um, Vima's really good on the ground. Mallory Martin got taken down, which I didn't see happening. I saw Mallory Martin taking her down and controlling top position. Vima was the one that took her down and, and, and had her in all sorts of trouble with several submissions. Looked very, very good. I underestimated Vima. 
I may be overestimating Miley Martin. I do think Miley Martin is a talented girl for that division. It could have been UFC jitters. I think she took this fight on relatively short notice. Trains with a good camp. Um, I just feel like, you know, she's young enough to the point where when you get taken down in those positions, you need to kind of maybe work more to get out of those. I feel like she was she was toughing a lot of them out. She was in very she was in dangerous in a lot of those positions with the choke and and then the the guillotine choke and then the darsh choke and then the rear naked choke. She fought those tough, really, you know, it's as tough as it can come, but you need to have a little bit more urgency when you're on the ground to get out of those bad positions. I feel like could have been UFC jitters, could have been that she's young and whatnot, or it could be Vima's just just a beast. But I missed on that underdog play, but I, I ten, nine out of ten times I'm going to play that fight again. Uh, next up, Joe Selecki versus Matt Wyman. Joe Selecki dominated Mac, Mac Wyman. I mean, can we do the Matt Wyman thing no more? Can can he not fight in the UFC anymore? He, he's he looked awful on the feet. He looked awful. I mean, he was standing square straight up. He, you know, there was a weird thing at the end of the fight where they were screaming at each other. Joe Selecki did not lose a second of this fight. Um, didn't look great, but my Wyman, I just, I just think uh, maybe he not does not need to fight in the UFC anymore. Um, Bryce Mitchell versus uh, Matt Sales. Twister. I was, I was going to play everyone do the twist uh, music on here, but I didn't want to get sued, and uh, it might have been a little corny, but great submission by Bryce Mitchell. Again, another good promo. We cut a good promo. I don't know if I'm getting fooled on the accent, and, you know, he kind of went in the back, and, you know, he's got his sayings like, you know, a lizard don't die 10 times a day, <laughs> whatever it is. That's not what he said. But he's got his little country country sayings, and, like, you know, he's he's marketable. I, I love this post-fight. I watched his, his his interview with Megan O'Levy as well, and, and he's an entertaining guy. Um, it's interesting. He says he doesn't want to rush to get back in there. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll he'll take his time and get better, and that's fine. You know, you're a young fighter, but it's like you need to fight more than twice a year. Um, I think he's fought twice this year. Obviously, he's not going to get third one in. Um, his last fight was in March. You know, before that, he got his nuts mangled. So people, you know, I think there's a really good market for him out there, and I just think maybe you know like jump back in maybe next March and then jump back in and get in the summer and then end in December or something. You can really set yourself up big at 135. He looked really good. The twister was 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 phenomenal. He looked big. He looked strong. Matt Sales did not look any of those things. Um Bryce obviously is a little little bit exposed on the feet, but his wrestling's really good. His grappling's really good. Um I'd be interested to see him fight someone that can maybe shut down his grappling and we'll see what what he has on the feet, I don't think he's super incompetent on the feet, but uh, I would really like to see what he has on the feet. But he looked fantastic. Second only submission, uh, submission twister win. Korean Zombies got the other one over Lena Garcia. Little fact, fact. I didn't look that up either. I just knew that from my fucking brain. Um, yeah, so great performance by Bryce Mitchell. Um, again, maybe needs a fight just a little more actively because I'm telling you, this kid could... You know, the South, the South will rally behind this guy. All right, next up, Billy Quarantino versus Jacob Kilborn. Billy Quarantino dominated. He was my lock in the night. Uh, Kilborn, again, I mean, the, the guy's tough and everything, but he's not ready for the UFC. He shouldn't be in the UFC. Took this fight on short notice. Um, and Billy Q just just absolutely dominated him and finished him and, and looked fantastic as doing so. Future's bright for Billy Q. Um, and then next up, we had Tim Means with Tiago Alves. Tim Means, I hated this fight, and I did say I was gonna bet the prop. I did not. I should have the prop that it won't go to decision because I did think Tim Means, if he was gonna win, he was gonna finish Tiago. Figured the later the fight went, the more benefited Tiago. Um, because I think Tim would have slowed down, he would have got chewed up with his legs, whatnot. Tim landed a beautiful left hand. Dropped Tiago, finished him on the ground, had a nice little nice little post fight as well, showed a little bit of the personality of Tim Means. 
He wants on the New Mexico card. He wants to fight anybody. And that's what he said. Um, great performance by Tim Means, though. You know, he needed it after getting hurt and then getting knocked out his last time out, like almost a year ago. So he needed it. And he looked great. And Tiago, probably the last time we've seen him in the UFC. Probably right, though. Um, I hope he doesn't go by knuckle. Next up, fight tonight, Rob Font versus Ricky Simone. I took a poke at Ricky Simone as the underdog. You know, you hear me come on here a lot and say, you know, my underdog plays that I that I missed. The, the guys got robbed. I thought Rob Font won this fight. I thought Ricky Simone looked really good. I thought Rob Font looked really good. Um, Rob Font clearly won the first round. Ricky Simone won the second. Hurt Rob Font. Um, Ricky was was pressing the pace and he was getting takedowns, but Rob was getting back up from the takedowns, and Rob landed the more heavier shots on the feet. I understand it was close because Ricky was was coming forward. But I think the right guy won. I think Rob Font won that fight. Um, again, this is a fight at 9 out of 10 times. I'm probably going to take Simone at that line. I like the matchup with Simone. I think if both guys continue to rise the ranks, if you know once they get really high up there, one of them gets a title shot or one of them even wins the title, I think they'll fight again, right? And I think it will It will be both guys will be more prepared for each other's style. Rob Font, takedown offense is okay. Um, but him getting up is really good. He doesn't play that guard game that all that well. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't play the guard game at all. He gets right back to his fucking feet, which I like. His boxing looked good. He looked really long. Um, he, he he likes to keep his his distance. And he likes to throw from long shots. He did throw a couple spitting stuff, which was what I, you know whatever. But he did hit Simone a lot. Simone showed a pretty good chin. He got tagged a few times too. Ralph Font scares me a little bit because he's been touched before and he's been kind of rocked before. He gets in there with someone who's a fucking crusher at 135. It could be a problem, but I think he's slick enough to maybe not for it not to be a problem. Um, great fight though. Love the fight. Uh, fight of the night for sure. Uh, next up, Cody Stammen versus uh, Yadong Song. This is where I fell asleep. The great fight though. I don't. I'm not a huge Cody Stammen fan. He was talking a lot of shit before this fight about a bunch of different people for whatever reason. Um, he has a good record. His game has definitely evolved. He's definitely improved. I think he's in Vegas now. Yadong Song, big thick kid who's knocking everybody out. Stammen had a really good game plan for him. Um, not sure how this was a draw. I know the, the, you know, the point got taken away in the first round by Yadong because of the knee. Um, it, if you even that round up at nine, nine, um, then, you know, Stamen won the next two. And I think maybe even at 10, eight in the third, not really sure how this ended up as a draw. I thought Stamen won this fight. Um, uh, I picked Yadong, but it was, you know, Yadong looked a little exposed. If he if he doesn't get guys that are gonna stand up with him, he looked a little exposed. Gas in that third. Uh, Stamen looked really good riding on the top. And um, yeah, I'm not blown away by either of these guys. You know, I went in picking Yadong because of all the hype with him and stuff. But he looked a little exposed. I know this is a tough matchup for him. Maybe give him a better matchup next time with with someone that's gonna strike with him. But Stamen's the guy in this division that you don't want to really fight right now with with that wrestling and, and him getting better. He's getting better all the time. Stamen's still obviously a work in progress. He's a little exposed on the feet at times, but his wrestling is is really good. His shots really good. He's quick and he has great cardio. So he's gonna be tough to beat at one thirty five. Uh, you know, only maybe top ten, top five guys are really gonna give him fits. But I see him winning every f- other fight besides that besides the top 10 15 guys or five guys excuse me all right uh next up you have asman lad versus jana kukutkaya uh fell asleep in this fight i had to watch it the next day i picked asman lad very close fight entertaining i thought asman lad was going to kind of cruise um yana showed some real hearts so some real toughness some real improvement as well because she kind of rolled over cyborg i know it's cyborg but asman lad on top on the ground is very very dangerous 
Her coach, I think his name's something West. I don't know. It's Jeff West, Joe West. I know Joe West is a umpire in the uh, MLB Cowboy Joe West, but I don't. Uh, I don't really know his name. But he's getting some shit, which is kind of weird because he gave up a, a, a firing speech between the second and third round about how she needs to get out there, and it wasn't the most technical advice. And people were like, uh, "Why don't you tell her how to wear?" You know, like idiots out there. Listen, these guys know they're fighters, right? He knows he needs to light a fire in her ass. Maybe he saw something in the second round that he sees every day in training where she's ready to maybe break or he's seen it before. People need to kind of relax on that shit, right? The coach, I think, did right. She went out there and finished in the third round. So why is everyone giving this guy shit, right? Is it because she's a woman? No, I mean, she's a fighter. She's in there, and that's how people get talked to sometimes. I've seen it in fucking amateur MMA. I've seen it in guys who are fighting for no money, who are 0-0, and their coach is in there screaming at them. I mean, this is this is a girl who's competing at the highest of levels and in, in is, you know, in top five in a division, and he, she's in a very close fight. Her fucking coach rallied her up and sent her out there, and she fucking finished. So relax, okay? I don't like using the word snowflake, but relax, everybody, okay? It's just, it's just a coach telling his fighter that he needs to go out there. It's not a man. It's not a woman. It's a fighter. He's telling her to go out there and to fucking go out there and, you know, kick ass. I'm not going to give quote, quote, quote him, but that's what he said. All right, next up, you had uh, Stefan Struve versus Ben Rothwell. This fight ended in controversy. I have yet to see this full fight. So I saw enough of it to know what exactly went on. Not the greatest fight. I hated this fight coming in. Stefan Struve was fighting smart. Got nut shot a few times. Dan Mergliata in the third round said, hey, you know, take your time. You're up two rounds. You know, it was like a minute left or something, two minutes left. He's like, take your time. First off, the ref shouldn't say that because I don't know if the ref knows, and it's probably not proper to say that. Let the fighter make his own decision about the nut shot. And uh, along some people people online, the, the critics online are basically saying, like, Dan Mergliata basically – enticed him to keep going and it, because he was winning the fight and then he got finished a little bit later struvel's on aerial today kind of talking about it i did not see it but you know it is what it is right i had rothwell i didn't bet him but i had him so you know what the fuck do i care uh struve retired like six months ago so i mean again are you gonna retire again struve i mean what's going on here um i gotta watch it again to really see the injustice i'm being honest with you see how bad it was i don't like how the ref said that the ref shouldn't have said that but you know, was it that big of an injustice? Yeah, you got low blowed. If you can't continue, you can't continue, right? Just be like, fuck it. Let's go to the judges' scorecards or DQ Rothwell. I don't know, but, you know, you ultimately made the decision to, to continue and you got TKO'd or knocked out or whatever it was. So uh, Rothwell won that one, but uh, very uneventful. All right, co-main event, you had Cynthia Calvillo versus Marina Rodriguez. Uh Calvillo missed weight by like five pounds. Uh, it's the same story with her. She misses weight and she's like, oh, the weight cut's not a problem. Just move up to straw weight. No one wants to see you at, at or flyweight, excuse me. No one wants to see a straw rate. Hadigas looked pretty good. This fight ended in the draw as well. I saw a lot of people really split on this fight. Um, I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Listen, two high-level women. One wanted to keep it standing. One wanted to keep it, get it to the ground. Hadigas, this is her second draw in the UFC. So the judges really like what she puts out there, what she puts on tape. Because uh, the Randa Marcus fight, you know, it was a very similar fight to this. She kept being taken down. She kept getting out position. She kept working to her feet. She's doing really well on the feet when she was on the feet. Judges like Hadigas. I mean, listen, this is this is crazy. I think I'm going to bet, you know, the draw line for a fight is crazy. I think I'd bet 
a draw line for Hadiga's next time. At least one of her next fights. I'm not even kidding. Draw line's probably like what? Minus a thousand or whatever. Put a put a buck down with a thousand. Put five dollars down with five thousand. I mean, shit. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. All right, main event time. You had Alistair Overeem versus Jairzino Rosenstrike. Um, obviously we've all seen it. I'm not. I didn't. I purposely didn't put it on the Instagram because it's disgusting. His lip got exploded. Um, Alistair was winning pretty much this fight. It was a very close fight. Alistair was fighting smart. They both went into the fifth round. Both big heavyweights. Um, slowing down obviously, and then Alistair got caught with like five seconds left. Uh, his lip is a complete mess. He had to get plastic surgery yesterday or today or whatever. And then I thought it might have been a little bit earlier of a stoppage, if I'm being honest with you. I know Alistair Overeem's been knocked out several times. These are heavyweights. These are big hitters. They're both exhausted. It's in the fifth round. I thought it was a little bit early. I know you got to err on the side of caution, so I'm not going to you know go crazy about it. Um, I picked Jairzino to win. I bet Jairzino to win. So I'm not going to cry about it. But, I mean, I'm happy about it because – uh, Alistair betters are probably devastated that he lost within five seconds and guys like me who fell asleep and woke up to the fact that he won, uh, are ecstatic. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money on him, so I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to fucking, you know, burn out a house with excitement and just go buy a new house. Not that kind of money, but, uh, you know, money nonetheless. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about that fight. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, the, the only thing I'll say about the fight is, is Alistair might be done in the UFC. He has quite a few knockout losses. I think maybe one more fight because he is he is a marketable name, but he's getting a little older. You know, he's coming off a two-fight win streak, so it's really premature to maybe see, say this, but he's just been knocked out a lot. That's my only concern. Jairzino, undefeated now. Um, obviously is has done the test. You know, he's went five rounds essentially with with a really, really good heavyweight. And he's passed all the tests, right? And I like that he's calling out Naganyu. Naganyu looked like he entertained it. I know Francis wants the fight uh, sometime in the early 2020. That's March or something like that. I think that's what um, Rosenstrike said as well. Very entertaining fight. Put that as a co-main event on like a big, big pay-per-view. A title fight pay-per-view. Put that as a co-main event. Maybe put that as a co-main event when Stipe and DC fight. Not sure when that's happening. I think that got confirmed recently. Um, maybe March DC will be 41 in March. So maybe they'll do it sometime in March. Uh, I know Stipe had a problem with his eye, but that was DC overall good card. I'm looking really excited for, uh, this UFC DC or excuse me, UFC 245, two things, uh, a couple things, actually not two things. Excuse me. I got a couple things here. We're going to preview UFC 245 at the end. Um, Joshua Ruiz was Saturday during the day. I watched it very disappointing. Um, I'm not a fan of Andy Ruiz or Joshua. I picked Joshua to win. Andy Ruiz came in at 283 pounds, which was 16 pounds heavier than 268 his last time out. It was the heaviest he's been in 10 years. His pro debut, he weighed 297. He kind of said, obviously, this is before the fight, so you're still trying to sell the fight. You're still, you know, in fight selling mode. You're he's telling everybody, relax, it's okay. I decided to put on the extra weight because I wasn't feeling power in my punches and during training. Okay, uh, I guess, but you knocked him out at 268. So, I mean, what are you going to knock him out even more at 283? I didn't understand the logic behind it. And now after the fight happened, he has came out and said it was too much partying. It was too much eating. I got way too fat. I didn't take it seriously, which really ruined Ruiz for me because you see this happen with every fucking fighter boxing MMA. They get that, you know, he became a star overnight, right? No one knew this little chubby Mexican from fucking Imperial, California. 
He was a great heavyweight, but no one knew him. Knocks out Joshua. Now everyone knows him. He goes on Colbert. He goes on fucking Kimmel. He's doing pizza reviews with Barstool. And he fucking just, I mean, it got to him. I mean, if you don't want to respect Floyd Mayweather, that's fine, right? If you don't like Floyd Mayweather, if you're anti-Floyd Mayweather, that's fine. But what he's done, you have to be impressed with. He is the biggest celebrity in boxing, right? I I think the turn for Floyd happened after he knocked out Arturo Gotti, right? That was his move up in weight. He was already a multiple multiple weight champion down um, a couple divisions, right? He had some great fights against Luis Castillo, Diego Corrales, all those guys. When he stepped up and beat Argati, right, or beat Arturo Gotti, um, knocked him out, TKO'd him, whatever. That was like a big turning point, in my opinion. Now, I know a lot of people want to credit the Oscar De La Hoya fight, which is 100% right, right? That was the biggest pay-per-view of all time. I think it was the Gotti fight. The big breakout fight to him was was the Gotti fight, in my opinion. Look what he's done, though, right? He's made the most money of anybody in boxing ever, probably. I don't know if that's a fact, but I'm just saying it. He's constantly fought top competition, right? I know the Pacquiao fight came late. I know he got Alvarez early, which was smart. But he's fought all the top competition, and he's never taken it for granted, right? It's you always say it's hard to wake up and run in the morning when you're waking up in silk sheets. How expensive sheets are Floyd Mayweather? He's got four girls in his bed, all jerking his dick off, and he gets up and fucking trains. Well, not really, because he trains at like you know he, he trains at like three, four in the morning. But you know what I'm saying. It's impressive. Andy Ruiz couldn't even handle it for six months. That to me is a, is a real character flaw that I don't I don't love. This is a guy who probably got married young. He has five kids, and he went out and he fucked around, and 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 this was a result of it. I don't know how you the biggest fight of your life, you don't take it seriously, and uh, and you you come in that heavy. I don't get it. Right? I don't get it. And this is the same thing. This is going to tie into my Connor thing. I'm a big Connor fan. Everyone knows that, but I'm worried about Connor because you you look at all these guys coming up and Corey Sanhagen, just for an example, he's really improving and really, and they're different weight classes. So I'm just using Sanhagen as an example, but this guy's always training, always fighting Connor taking these years off and, and having personal photographers while he lifts weights and just having a full gym, people telling him everything's doing great. is just, I don't love it. Right, I don't love it. I don't know if Connor's built like a Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if he's built like a Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali had a little bit of a different circumstance because he had everything and then lost everything. Connor's never lost anything, right? Floyd never lost everything. He always had everything. I know he went to jail or whatever, but you know, it's it's just a, it's just a crazy thing that that this happens in combat sports. It's, it literally happens almost every single fighter that reaches the pinnacle of the sport right and they're they think they're unbeatable this happens almost every one of them it really truly does you got to be a special person and that's why i look at a guy like floyd mayweather and it's like i know you might not like him but god damn what he's done outside of the boxing ring and still maintain his focus and everything like that is really fucking impressive all right um last thing here i had john jones on twitter written down john jones went on a big rant on twitter i threw a shot at him out of him his uh little minions came at me uh Listen, bro, like, I'm not a big throwing shots on Twitter guy, but when you're going around saying, oh, Tiago didn't leave a mark on my face, well, he didn't leave a mark on his face either, right? You know, he's he's fighting with people on Twitter who are giving him criticism about how he's been fighting, 
and uh, it's not going well. All right, and another thing that's been making rounds on Twitter is Colby Covington did an interview with Candace Owens, who I, 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 I don't know who she is. I had to look her up. She is a Republican conservative commentator, I guess, right? Um, he did her show, podcast or TV show, whatever it was, and he kind of was going out and saying how he created this this character, essentially, of what he's been doing as a character, which we've all known, because before the Damian Maya fight, the UFC said they were going to cut him, win, lose, or draw. So he had to create this, you know, he had to get people interested in him. You were, he was 7-1 and one in the UFC. I doubt they were going to cut him. I'm sure they maybe said something to him or to his management that, oh, well, we can't push Cody or Colby because he's not doing nothing for us, right? He's not, you know, he doesn't do anything on the mic. He's not exciting. We can't push him. Let him keep winning fights and we'll give him a title shot. But right now, you know, he's he's nothing. I doubt they were going to cut him. Um, I do like that he is kind of coming out now saying it's an act because I think everyone knows that. But, uh, yeah, I, I seriously doubt the UFC is going to cut him at 7-1. And obviously, if he won the, the main Damian Bryant fight, he'd been 8-1. And he just beat Damian Maya. So I, I don't know how much I believe of that. Um, I, I do like that he's coming out saying that he had to do something to kind of rejuvenate his career. And listen, it's work. The guys get money. Um, I don't like it. I don't really like Colby all that much. But, um, you know, it's all about getting money, getting title shots, and getting legacy. So if you got to embarrass yourself for a couple of years, you know, so be it. He's, I think he's a terrific fighter. I think he's, you know, hasn't lost a step in the case. If anything, it's like motivated him and he's gotten better because of all the shit he's talked and to be a little too embarrassing if he lost. I don't know. All right. So that's about it. That's the recap over the weekend, I believe. Um, Terrence Crawford's fighting this weekend. He's my favorite boxer. Uh, he's fighting Saturday. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be double dipping on that. Woo. I got. My favorite Gatorade, Fierce Melon. Talked about it before. If you don't know, now you know. <clears throat> and I had about, it's a big bottle. And I had about maybe three inches left on the bottom. Two inches left on the bottom. And I just chugged it. And I'm not a good chugger. Sick brag of the day. Sick brag of the day. Actually, I want to talk to you one thing. One funny thing happened yesterday. Before the UFC 245 preview, one funny thing happened to me yesterday. Kind of panicked a little bit. So we, uh, I'm turning my garage into like a little gym, right? Got the aqua bag up. I'm going to get some mats down. I just bought a double end bag. Um, we've had a lot of shit in the garage, right? We got some some stuff that needs to go out, some some um, <clears throat> some uh, things that I need to throw away, whatever. And I was getting it. You know, It's been a, like a week's process that I've been trying to do this. So last week, uh, this guy I saw on Facebook, he basically, he's a garbage picker and he advertised himself on Facebook is I'll come pick up your stuff as long as it's metal and any kind of metal I'll pick up for free. So I, I dumped a ton of shit, right? And I was texting the guy and this guy is, listen, you know, if you want to stereotype a garbage picker, you can go ahead because it's probably true. The way this guy was texting me, like the, the like the I, I literally the words like he misspelled and it was really bad, right? But to his credit, I left an old lawnmower, an old wee whacker, patio furniture, a bunch of shit, right? And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm gonna leave it on the on the by my on the curb. Come and get it. He goes, no, 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 leave it at the driveway because if you leave it on the curb, someone's gonna come get it. This is actually kind of a smart for a guy who I don't think is very smart. This is actually pretty smart. Garbage pickers advertising himself as like, uh, you know, you want your junk gone? I'll come fucking pick it up as long as it's metal. And then if it's not metal, he said he'll charge you a small fee, 
which I'm not going to pay this fucking guy because there's some other stuff. So I had eight doors in my, in my garage, right? I literally busted up an old mattress, my old daughter's mattress, cut that fucking thing up. You probably saw in the background that boxing video I put up a few weeks ago. We got an entertainment center that the wife's trying to sell, but I'm getting it going. Everything's coming along, but I need to get rid of these fucking doors. I had to have. If I start sawing them up, I'm busting them up, right? They're, they got, they basically got like a wood frame and they're hollow. So I'm, I'm sawing these things up and I'm busting them up and I got stacks of them, right? And I'm putting them in the trash can and I'm busting all of them up and my hands are sore. And I'm, it's like a lot of work, dude. Just saw these things into like smaller things, put them in the fucking trash can, bust them the fuck up with a sledgehammer so you can fit more in there. And um, so I did it for like maybe two hours. Got all the doors cut up. Got them all, all most of them like sixty five percent in the in the trash can, right? And I have two trash cans that go out for trash. The other ones obviously filled with trash. I can't I can't put wood in both of them and not have fucking trash for the week. So the trash comes on Tuesday, but I'm like, no, I need to get this fucking done now. So we have this metal trash can in the in the laundry room that we put like you know laundry stuff in, like you know old detergents and 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 fucking what are those things called the the um, I don't do laundry, obviously. What are the fucking things going? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so I was like, well, fuck. I, I've seen people burn stuff. There's a burn barrel in metal trash cans. So I'm going to just fucking burn this wood. So I take it in my backyard and I put it in this trash can. It's small, right? It's not It's not like waist height. It's it's below my, it's like about knee height. So some of the smaller boards I bashed up and I put in there and I, and I stacked this fucking thing full of the wood from the doors. And I put a little bit of gasoline on it and I lit it and it started burning, right? A little average burn, nothing crazy. And then, uh, and then it just went out and I went, well, that didn't do anything, right? I need to burn this wood up. I don't have like an outdoor fire pit. I don't have an outdoor chimney thing or whatever. Like my buddies do. All I have is this little tiny metal trash can from Ikea. So I pour more gasoline on it because I don't have lighter fluid and I fucking light it up again. Huge flame, right? Singe my eyebrows flame. And I went, whoa immediately the ikea trash can obviously isn't made of metal or it's made of some kind of either synthetic metal aluminum the thing starts warping and melting right it starts going and this flame is huge so the wife brings me out like a little cup of water right and i don't want the fucking leaves to catch on fire on my whole backyard to blow up in flames so i i I try not to panic right i literally panic for a split second i go no don't panic. You got to smother the fire, right? That's what everyone tells you to do, smother the fire. So I had some like sand or whatever, and I poured it on the fire, and it kind of settled down. I was like, oh, cool. I don't know why I had a bag of sand in the, the shed that back here, but f- okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, like the fire started coming up again, and all of a sudden, this huge blaze started again. I went, what the fuck? So then I got a bucket and dumped water on it like for like 10 minutes, and the smoke was everywhere. I thought the cops were going to call on me. So needless to say, I'm just going to keep the wood in the garage until next trash day because I can't burn it because the fucking, I don't have a metal drum. I think warped. I almost set my backyard on fire. All those dry leaves back there. It was very embarrassing. I hope one of my neighbors got it on video because even though I think I held my cool pretty good, uh, it was probably, there was probably a split second where it was like an oh shit face going. All right. So UFC 245, great card. Haven't made my picks yet. Devin and I are going to pick our final pick of the year. I'm up 5-3 on him, so I might give him a chance to at least tie me. I'm not going to let him beat me, 
right? Because I've been on a heater five straight months now that Devin and I have been doing this that I fucking, five straight pay-per-view months that I've taken it down. He hasn't won one in a while. It's been very close, but um, I'm very confident in this pay-per-view. However, I'm not going to go over the card because we're going we're gonna to do a whole podcast for that on Wednesday. The two fights, we'll, we're going to preview the the, the title fights uh, right here, but the one fight that I'm really excited about, I'm excited to see Chase Hooper. A lot of people are talking about this kid. I remember from the Contender Series, I'm really excited about him. Kai Car France, obviously a guy I really like. He's on there too. Uh, Mike Perry versus Jeff Neal, great prelim. That's going to be insane. Both guys are going to go out there and bang. Love that fight. Um, so, UFC 240 by stack. So the, the 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 title fights, I'm gonna power rank them as what I like the most, what I like the least. Okay, the most obviously is gonna be Usman Covington, then Max Volkanovski, which I think is getting slept on, then Nunez in uh, then Nunez is in um, in Drainer Anatomy. Right. The reason they're three is not because they're women. It's because I I think it's a very competitive fight, but they've already fought before. We've already got a sample size of it. And Nunez is probably one of the greatest, is the greatest female fighter of all time. Pound for pound, one of the best in the UFC. She's fantastic. Very interesting fight. However, I think Holloway Volkanovski is going to be awesome. And they're both two dudes who are not going to quit, who are not going to take a step back. That's going to be an incredible fight. That might be fight of the night. And then Usman Covington just got the heat. So you can't sleep on that. So we'll break down Nunez GDR first. Rematch from prior. GDR has looked fantastic. She's lost a lot of. Now she's a huge underdog right now. I don't know the line off the top of my head, but I know she's at least a plus two hundred. She's lost a lot of people's belief because of the whole she vanquished the title, so she didn't have to fight Cyborg. At least that's the narrative people pushed. I kind of believe it. I pushed it as well. Not really sure why she wasn't willing to fight Cyborg. Now she's fighting Amanda Nunes, who I think is. Better than Cyborg. She obviously is. She's she's knocked out Cyborg and she's better on the ground. She's more powerful, whatever. Um, I think she's lost a little bit of of heat for that. But she looked great against Aspen Lab, but we didn't get a huge sample size of her. I think JDR is a fantastic striker. I think Amanda Nunez, best bet, would probably mix it up. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Amanda Nunez is getting really happy standing and banging with people. She's It's obviously doing well for her. She's knocking people out, but I think she's very, very dangerous on the ground. I think she can get this fight to the ground and really, really dominate. But JDR, I think I think JDR has better stand-up than Nunez. I think JDR um, definitely has, has better kicks. She's quick. She's powerful. Their boxing's similar. It's a really interesting fight. Not really sure who I'm going to pick. Not really sure how that fight's going to go. Very interesting. Max Holloway versus uh, Alexander Volkanovski. Volkanovski, the guy I slept on for a while, right? I, I'm not overly sold on Volkanovski. I love the narrative that he played rugby. He used to be 400 something pounds or whatever the fuck it is. He always, it, more, the, every time he fights, the weight goes higher and higher. You know, he's just, he was a built like a fridge. He was a tiny little fucking, you know, garage fridge. Um, Max is amazing. I have always doubted Max, right? Uh, the, the only time I've picked Max is when he lost to Poirier. And then I was like, I'm never betting against Max again, even though he lost. It's because it was payback from times prior to that. I picked Ortega against Max. And then Max last time out, I picked Edgar. So I'm never picking against Max again. Max looks incredible. He looks in shape. I just watched him bet it. Him and his, his team were goofing off. He looks in great shape for 145. He looks a little big. I'm hoping that the weight cut's not going to be a problem for him, but he looked great. Uh, Volkanovski, you know, he's traveling a long way from New Zealand. I don't know if that's going to fuck with him. It looks like he got in 
maybe on Friday or maybe the 6th. So I don't know if that's early enough for him. I think it probably will. Uh, will be. He's been to Vegas before. He's fought, he's fought in the States before, so it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, incredible fight. I mean, what's going to happen? Volkanovski is going to come forward. Max is going to come forward. Max is a longer, uh, rangier guy, probably better hands, I'd imagine. And Volkanovski is a big bulldog that's going to bull rush you and try to take you to the ground. Um, a lot of people are saying Frank Yeager and Volkanovski are very similar opponents with Volkanovski having more power. I think they're a little different. I think Volkanovski is a little bit faster than Frankie, actually, and obviously more powerful, but I think he's more, um, it's a different type of wrestling. It's a different type of grappling. Uh, Volkanovski is going to probably try to push Max against the cage and really wear on him. Max's cardio is really, really good. I don't see that happening. I see Max being ready for that. He's tough to take down. If he does get taken down, he gets back up. Max is going to fight at his distance and fight at his pace. Uh, incredible fight. I love that fight. And then the main event, Colby versus Usman. I'm an Usman guy. Uh, this is as much as I dislike Colby and, and all the shit people are talking about Colby. He is a fantastic fighter. He looks so good against Robbie Lawler. I just rewatched that fight again. I rewatched his fight against Dos Anjos and the jump from Dos Anjos to Lawler is incredible how much better he's getting. Usman, haven't seen him since Woodley. Um, looked really good in the Woodley fight, had some injuries. This is his first title offense. I don't like that. He's been down for so long. He had a hernia. Then he had a knee thing. Um, he's been releasing some videos of him and Michael Chandler wrestling, doing some scrambling drills. He looks ready. He looks in shape. He posted a picture on Instagram, um, like, uh, promoting something like, you know, trifecta meets or whatever the fuck it is. He looks shredded. He looked in shape. Colby's going to come in shape. Colby has better cardio than Usman. Usman's going to be the power guy. Colby's going to be the volume guy. So, um, it's going to be really interesting how that goes. A lot of people think it's going to be kind of a boring fight. I think I'll be on the edge of my seat the entire time. I think a lot of it's going to be played in the clinch. A lot of times when two wrestlers go at it, the wrestling cancels out and you go straight hands. I see that happening. I see Colby being really wanting to engage with the hands and putting the volume on. Colby look had some really good knees and some really good uh, improved kicks in the baller fight. And I think Usman doesn't have the best kicks, but I think he does have some powerful hands. Um, yeah. Super excited for two after 245. You know your boys got to get wings. I'm going to eat the shit out of some wings. All right. So that's it. So Wednesday, Devin and I are going to record. I will put that out on Friday. Maybe I'll do it Thursday. If I get it edited up and all that stuff, I'll do it Thursday. Um, very excited for you. It's 245. Follow me on Twitter. MMA Takes on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram. Um, Yeah. That's it. That's it. I don't want to promise a video because I didn't put one out last week, but I got to do a video for UFC 245. Got to do a little dumb video for you guys. But uh, that's it. Um, picks coming Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. And I'll talk to you guys later this week. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel.
Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?